restoration to our community and hope to our world. So appreciative uh, for Monica Driscoll, Bishop Ron Webb, and Farms to Families um, that helped us to be able to do this without their partnership and their help. Uh, we would not have been able to do it. So we certainly thank God for um, divine connections and partnerships to be able to do uh, what the Lord has called for us to be able to do. We give God the praise. We give God the glory and we give God the honor for it. I'm going to say it again. We gave out 3,594 boxes of food with meat, dairy, fruit, vegetables, all of that good stuff. Milk. Amen. And we thank God and all of our volunteers. Let me tell you all, um, we didn't have um, the newest technology of machines to be able to get the pallets of boxes off of the truck. Uh, we bought down all of those by hand. So all sometimes thousand, oh, a thousand of boxes, sometimes 500, sometimes 800 boxes. We took all of those bad boys off the van, off the buses, uh, not off the bus, off the trucks, I mean, Holy Ghost, uh, by hand. So I thank God for every volunteer um, that helped us to be able to do it. It was no easy task. I mean, we had some um, taking off, taking the boxes off the truck, passing out boxes, directing traffic. I mean, we had a whole, we had this thing down packed. Amen. So I thank God uh, for all of our volunteers that were, volunteers that were able to help us um, to be able to do um, just that. Could not have done it without you. If you could just do me a favor right now, just put those hands together for all of our volunteers. I know I can't hear you clapping, but just go ahead and be obedient and do it anyway. Praise the Lord. Amen. We thank God for them. Once again, we know this is Thanksgiving week. Amen. We're just a few days away from the National Gobble Gobble Day. Praise the Lord. Um, as we get with families, some families in person, some families virtually, um, as we come together to celebrate, amen, just another year to be together. This Thanksgiving is going to be a little different, y'all. Uh, but thank God that we are here and that we are alive. So with it being Thanksgiving week, there will be no Fresh Start Monday prayer call tomorrow morning or any uh, midweek Bible study this coming Wednesday. So make sure um, you take the time to uh, take time to realize how blessed you are and be grateful for all that God has done. Uh, whether you're in person with your family, whether you're not, you still have something um, to be able to give God thanks and praise for. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the word of God. First Thessalonians chapter five. First Thessalonians chapter five, as we're in part two of our series entitled 2020 taught me. 2020 taught me and I believe I got some virtual witnesses that can attest to the fact that 2020 has taught us some stuff. Amen. Going all the way from January up until now, but especially from March all the way up until now, um, 2020 has taught us a whole lot. First Thessalonians chapter five, verses 16 through 18. First Thessalonians chapter five, verses 16 through 18. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 16 um, through 18 and it reads as this. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Let me read that again. It's not real long, real short. Verse 16 says always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Time for the Holy Ghost. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. As we're in part two of this new series entitled 2020. 
happening for me. I want to preach from the title this morning for mature audiences only. For mature audiences only. This past week, this past Wednesday specifically, my, my big girl, our miracle baby, the one that literally saved our lives when we thought that God had overlooked us and had forgotten about us. He blessed us um, five years ago, Carrington Lee Swims to enter the world. I can't believe my big girl that's five years old. So we had a countdown from the beginning of November. She's at that age now when she realized the date and the month of her birthday. So she was very excited. So we had a countdown on the fridge from November the 1st all the way to the 18th. In fact, we started late October. Um, she wanted to start late October as a countdown all the way up until November the 18th of her birthday. Excited. I'm excited for excited. We want to be able, Sister Swims and I wanted to be able to make this birthday even special because she wasn't able to have a party, wasn't able to gather with her cousins and her friends like she normally would. So we want to make sure that this day was a birthday that she would never forget. So I ran to the store Monday in between working and doing other things, ran to the store, um, got the rest of her gifts, uh, uh, um, got some balloons. I mean, had everything set up. So as soon as she walked into the house, she was going to see all of her balloons, the big five and all of her, all of her favorite colors. Others, and she's gonna have a toys, her gifts right there on the table. So I'm anticipating her response. I get to the house a little bit early. I had meetings to go to, but I got there a little bit early because I wanted to be able to see the expression on my big girl's face. I was proud of myself because all the things that she had been talking about, some of the things that she had been talking about, we were able to bring those things to life. She was able to receive those things. And even some things that we knew that she liked that she never even mentioned, she was going to see them as soon as she walked in the door. I mean, I had it perfectly lined up that as soon as she crossed the threshold from the laundry room to the door that she was going to see her gifts. So I'm waiting on the other side with a camera to be able to catch her expression. So she comes in, her mouth drops. Mouth drop, mouth drop. I said, oh, daddy done did it now. Daddy done did it. I done got daddy of the year award now. Daddy done did it. Her mouth is dropping. I mean, she's coming in. She's taking off her coat. She's throwing it on the floor. She's overwhelmed by the stuff that she's seeing. So Kenny comes in. Kenny is just two years old. Her birthday was last month. Has no idea what's going on. She runs in. She says, wow. She's amazed by everything that's going on. She just wanted the balloons. Really, that's all she wanted was the balloons. So she's overwhelmed and overjoyed about what's going on. Carrie's opening her gifts. I turned the camera off. I said, there's no point to capture anything else because daddy done outdid themselves. And so she's there. And as she's getting to the end of her gifts to open, she says, is this it? I looked around and I flipped from being a joyous daddy to being an upset dad. I said, what do you mean is this it? I said, girl, do you realize all the things that you have gotten from the past week and still got some more stuff that's on the way? I said, don't you realize that some stuff that you get, some things that you have, you've only played with once. You still have stuff in, the, in my closet from last year's birthday that you haven't even played with. I said, do you realize that the things that you have, you get more things that in, in your five years of living that some kids have, gotten, have never gotten all of their entire lives 
I'm upset, I'm mad, I go and grab some items that, that, that my sister got for, and I ran out the house upset, man. I had to take them back to the store uh, because they were the wrong size, had to get the right size, but she didn't know the difference. I grab them, I run out the door, I'm upset, I can't believe, I text Brittany, I say, you know what, that's it, she ain't getting nothing else after Christmas, no more just random gifts that we're getting because she's not going to be an entitled child. She's not going to be an ungrateful child. We're going to teach her at a young age to be able to appreciate and to be thankful for everything that she has. I'm upset. I'm mad. The Holy Ghost is having to work on me. I'm trying to get ready for Bible study, but I can't get over what she said. Those words, is this it? Because I'm thinking in my mind, do you realize the sacrifice that we made for you to be able to have what you have? Do you realize that there's a new briefcase that daddy wants that he has on his wish list that he has not gotten yet because he wants to make sure that you have a good birthday. Thinking in my head, praying that because of my good daddy things, the holy God will keep that briefcase for me on sale come January so I can get it for my birthday. Upset and mad and then as I get through Bible study, I still have an attitude. I'm like, Lord, help me because I don't want to be, I don't want to have an attitude once I get to the house. I still want to be able to celebrate her day. I talk to her, just give her a little pep talk and help her to be able to appreciate and as I'm coming home Wednesday night from Bible study oh my goodness as I'm walking up the stairs to the house it's almost as if the it's almost as if God just sucker punched me real quick to help me get myself together before I walk in the house he says swims 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 do you realize how hypocritical you are I said Lord what you doing Listen, what are you talking about? Me being hypocritical. How am I being hypocritical, God? He said, you're expecting something from your daughter that you haven't matured in yourself. I said, God, what do you, I said, Lord, wait a minute. I said, God, let me back up a second after I walk in this house. What do you mean, sir, that I'm a hypocrite? What do you have a mature? to a place that I'm expecting for my daughter to have matured in in five years and I have not made it there yet in 35 years. You're expecting her to be grateful for what you have but if you remember Swims, there's times and times again that over the past few months you have come to me with the same thing, praying about the same thing, asking questions about the same thing, wondering why I haven't moved in this way, wondering why that person got this and that person got that, and you haven't gotten all of the desires of your heart. What do you mean, God, that I have not matured to a place that I kind of assumed that my daughter had in five years? Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm expecting and carries old to be grateful and to be thankful in all things when daddy in 35 years of living has not matured to a place yet where he's demonstrated being thankful and giving God thanks and glory and praise in all things. Let's be honest. Let's be real. It's hard right now to be able to be gracious and be able to be grateful and to be thanksgiving. And it's hard right now to count our many blessings and name them one by one. It's hard right now. You realize over 200 some thousand individuals have been laid off due to COVID-19. The thousands and maybe even hundreds of thousands for sure, thousands for sure have lost their lives too. COVID-19. It's hard to be thankful when you realize that someone, that some individual are getting ready to enter into Thanksgiving without loved ones that they started the year off with. It's hard to be thankful and realizing that some people, myself included,
children won't be able to gather with their family like they normally do and travel and get some harrows on the way and get some fratillos before I leave and get some and get some wool's garden while I'm there and some Garrett's popcorn and all of my Chicago favorite butter cookies from the gas station on North Avenue that we won't be able to do what we normally do because of COVID-19. It's hard to be thankful. It's hard to be grateful. It's hard to show gratitude in moments that don't even seem real favorable favorable towards us. The Apostle Paul, he writes this letter to the church of Thessalonians uh, because they, 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 they're, 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 they're doing this time. They're a newborn church. They're still growing and maturing in their walk with Christ. He, he wanted to make sure that he was able to shepherd them and to be able to father them. He used Timothy to be able to go and to lead them and to guide them and to direct them because he wanted to make sure that they did not allow bad teaching to corrupt them and lead them astray. There were so many issues going on about the return of Christ, and Paul wanted to make sure that there was good teaching to help the people to continue in in their faith and, and growing in their faith. He wanted to be able to get this to help and to help and to encourage the Thessalonians in the face of persecution. He wanted to help them to be able to continue to grow in godliness. He was never interested in just them seeing themselves as pulling themselves up by their bootstraps, but he wanted them to be able to understand that in every way that they developed, in every way that they matured, it was going to be by the help of the Holy Spirit that helped them um, to be able to do a pastor get to your point because I still got some grocery shopping to do in preparation for Wednesday. I know I'm talking to my Wednesday cooking crew that's on God start cooking on Wednesday. In fact, there's some that's already started cooking now. You done had stuff in the deep freezer ready. You done had your onions cut up. Oh my, you had everything prepared and ready. So all you got to do is just put that bad boy on the stove, put it in the oven. You're going to be ready to eat 12 noon, amen, on Thursday. So Paul is here. He's writing to the church of Thessalonians, but there's something that we can be able to take and to apply to our own lives. Pastor, what is it that we can be able to take and apply to our own lives? It's this, it's this, it's this, it's this, that we need the help of the Holy Spirit to help us to mature to a place that we can always find a reason, that we always have a reason to be able to thank God. I know, I know, I know. We read this verse and we just read verse 18 and we skip out on verse 16 and 17, but there are three commands that all go together. Look at verse 16. He says, always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Wait a minute, Pastor. Now, 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 you need to help me out. You need to help me out. What is it that you're trying to get at? What's your point that you're trying to make, Pastor? I just told you I need to get to the grocery store before everybody gets there. Amen. Here, here it is. Paul wants us to be able to understand. He wants us to be able to know. He wants us to be able to grasp the idea that you and I have to mature to the place. That we are always joyful. <laughs> that we never stop praying. And that we're thankful in all circumstances. I need you to underline and highlight that word in. We're going to come back to that because it's very vital to the story and the text this morning. That we are grateful and thankful in all things. Here's what Paul says right there. Here's what he says right there. He gives us three commands that seem challenging to hear. Hard to hear. No, easy to hear, but hard to be able to apply. Yeah. And I
at what he says. Always be joyful. Here it is. Our joy is in prayer on our circumstances. It's centered on God. Okay, I got to come out the gate saying this real quick. Our joy is not predicated on our circumstances. It's centered on God. Here it is, thanks to God. Just because we are joyful, just because God is calling for us to be joyful, it does not mean that we're ignoring the reality. It just simply means that we shift who and what we're focusing on. I know your circumstances right now may not be the best situation right now. I know you're still trying to grasp that you enter into this year alone and you're about to go out of this year alone. I know you're trying to handle the fact that how 2020 started off and what you imagined for it to be and what you thought it was going to be has not met up to what your idea just yet. But Paul says, here's what I need you to do through the empowerment and the grace of the Holy Spirit. I need you to always be joyful that your joy cannot be predicated on your circumstances, but your joy must be centered around God. Pastor, what do you mean by that? It means that I don't, it means that I have to mature to a place that whatever I go through, that I begin to have the mindset to realize that God may not have caused it. He's allowed it. And so he's going to use it so that his glory can be displayed so that we can be able to see him high and lifted up and here's the thing saints of God if we don't mature to this place and see joy that's centered around God we will go through life miserable oh we'll be victims why me God Oh, God, why, 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 why I have to go through this? Why I have to experience this? But there needs to be a shift in our hearts and in our mind in saying, now I'm not going to be a victim, but I am going to shift my focus on who and what I'm allowing to have my focus on. Here it is. Constant rejoicing does not ignore their reality. Oh, listen, listen painful and here's what Paul is not saying Paul is not saying that you won't have moments in life that life is not going to hurt he's not saying just walk around every day somebody asks you how you doing oh this is the day that the Lord has to made I'm gonna rejoice and be glad in it there may be moments in your life when life hits you so hard that you don't want to say that this is the day that you don't feel like this is the day you feel like God has made this day and created this day just to dump on you for you to have a bad day he says okay he says, always rejoicing. It's not ignoring the reality. The pain is there. The pain is there. It's, it's hurting right now. He says, but I want us to always have a mind that's shifted on God, that's centered around God, and realize that, okay, it hurts right now, but this ain't going to last forever. It's uncomfortable right now. But joy is going to come in the morning that I don't like what's going on right now. I don't like how I'm feeling right now. I don't like what's happening in my life right now. But I realize and know that if God allowed it, he's going to use it. Oh, here it is. Here it is, saints of God. He's going to use it not just for our deliverance. He's going to use it not just for our comfort, but he's going to use it so that his glory can be on display. So that people can be able to see the one true God. Here it is. We like quoting Romans 8, 28. All things, hallelujah. We like quoting all things work together for the good. But here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. In order for Romans 8, 28 to be a reality in your life, you're going to have to experience.
experience some hurt. You're going to have to experience some pain. You're going to have to experience some disappointment so that on the other end of it, you can say, I know that through sickness, that through danger, seen and unseen, that all things work together, that you need to realize that in order for that scripture to be true, there's going to have to be some disruptions that you experience in your life that you feel like God is trying to kill you when God is only trying to mature you. Well, God is only trying to develop you to get to a place that you can always rejoice. And get what he says right here. He says, never stop praying. <laughs> oh, Paul, help us. Help us, Paul. You're hurting us, Paul. You're hurting us now. You're trying trying to mature us, trying to mature us. Here it is. Paul's trying, Paul is looking for us to be able to mature to the place that we are in constant communication with God. That's all what prayer is. It is connecting with God. It is always being connected through God, through communication, that we're always talking to God, that we're always getting God involved in our affairs, that we're always inviting God into our business, that we're always living a life that is dependent upon God to help us to be able to live and navigate through. Here's the place that we have to grow maturing in saints. Prayer is going to be on the screen for just a second. Shouldn't be limited to communicating with God in just emergencies. Oh, we know, we know, we know. I'm guilty of it too. Don't you look at me with that tone of face. Don't you tune out. Don't you go, don't you go nowhere. We all have done it more than what we would have liked, that we have been in places where we have prayed to God in an emergency that we, because of us being irresponsible with our resources, us being unwise in our decision making, that we've come to God. God, I come to you right now. No other help I know. Because I need you to move right now, God, by, by 11 o'clock a.m. God, I need, you to, I need you to throw your weight around. That's when we get real deep with our prayers. God, I need you to show yourself as Jehovah, God. I need you to show yourself strong and mighty, El Shaddai. God, I need you to show up and to show out despite our irresponsibility, despite us being unwise in our decision-making, we come to God in an emergency to move on our behalf. And when he doesn't move the way we want him to, when we want him to, how we want him to, we have the audacity to go AWOL on God. Prayer should not be limited to communicating with God just in emergencies. When you grow, when you grow, as you're growing, as we're developing in our walk with God, we become to realize that, hey, God realizes we got to go to work. We have responsibilities that we have to do. I cannot be in the posture of prayer at all times. But here it is. It's the attitude of prayer. It's an attitude of prayer. It's the heart of prayer that I'm realizing, hey, I may not be able to be in my prayer room for eight hours a day, but as I'm washing the dishes, I can be able to talk to God. Oh, when I'm driving a car, I can be able to talk to God. Oh, when I'm in the shower, I can be able to talk to God. When I'm in the grocery store, I can be able to talk to God. That as I'm walking and doing everyday life, I can have constant communication with God, involving God in our affairs. You can ever been in the grocery store and you just start praying and you holding on to that basket and, I, and you just feel an extra push, push you down the aisle. I mean, you just start thinking about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you and you almost lose it in aisle seven and trying to make sure that you're following the arrows and going down the right way as we're living through this COVID moment, but it's constant talking and communicating with God. Let God know I'm nothing without you. Let God know I can't do nothing. It's in you that I live, breathe, and have my movement. We realize that I can't make a decision. I can't walk. I can't live. I can't be a husband, a wife, a parent. Nothing without you, Pop. 
Sometimes you could be in your car and the Holy Spirit does just visit you there as you're talking to him, as you're inviting him into your day, as as you're inviting him into your morning, as you're being honest and raw and real with him. But here it is in verse 7, 18 where I have a problem at. He says, be thankful in all Circumstances, underline in and all in circumstances. Wait a minute, Paul. Now you, you're, 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 I know you're trying to mature us. I know, I know you're trying to develop us. But brother, brother you're hurting. You're hurting. You, you want me to always pray? You want me to? You want me to always be joyful? You never want me to stop praying. Now you're telling me to be thankful in all circumstances. Here's what we do, saints. We take this verse and we look for loopholes to be able to go around. And we say, okay, Lord, when you bring me through this, I'm going to praise you. <laughs> oh, Lord, when you make a way, I, 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 I'm going to magnify you. God, when we get back into the church, I'm going to be the first one on the dance floor. He said, no, 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 no. Paul said, no, 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 no. That's cool. That's fine. That has its proper place. He says, but I need you. I need, I'm looking for my mature audience that can be able to thank God in it. Come on here, Daniel. Daniel is there in the lion's den, but he told them when they put them in there, when they put them in there and turned the fire out, he said, I know, I'm paraphrasing, he said, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that he is able to bring me out, I know what he's able to do, I know what he can do, he says, but even if he doesn't, I'm still not going to bow to your other God. I'm still not going to worship your other gods. Then you have the mindset that you and I have to be able to mature. We don't wait to shout for the deliverance. We shout in the middle of the fire. We don't wait until God brings us out. We don't wait until the coast is clear, but we praise God right now. We don't wait to praise God when we get the new job. We praise God when we've gotten fire and done everything that we were supposed to do in the hope and realize that I know that God is working things together for my good and I'm not going to wait till the battle is over but I'm going to shout right now in the middle of it. I'm not going to wait until he heals my body from cancer but I'm going to shout right now in the midst of it when I'm in the doctor's office and they tell me what I have. He said be thankful in all circumstances. Don't look for loopholes and trying to go around it. Look for loopholes and trying to go under it. But I want to grace you and empower you to be able to thank God.
But notice what he does not say. He says, I may not thank him for every circumstance, but I can thank him in every circumstance. Oh, there's a difference. There's a difference. Because some things that's happening to us is not good. But I can be able to thank God for it in the midst of it because, hey, my circumstance may change, but my God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Here it is. Our next level of development is our ability to thank God in troubling circumstances. Get this, you all, without knowing the outcome. Come on in this virtual sanctuary of this morning. I know, I know, I know. Ooh, because you like me, we get a little nosy sometimes with God. And we want to know, we know, God, you know the end from the beginning. God, so I need you to tell me the end from the beginning, God. I need you to tell me how this thing, we want all the details. We want to know everything, how everything is going to go. And based off what we know or what we don't know, we'll determine our actions and what we do or what we don't do. But God says, I need you to mature. If anything, 2020 should have taught you from March all the way up until now.